well, well. The only thing that could make all this worse would be if Led Zeppelin said, well, we were going to reunite this summer, but uh, not now. F me running. This is the Mark Madden Show. Uh, No, Led Zeppelin wasn't planning to reunite, but that would be typical of how coronavirus is effing everything up. I'm not even sure what to say. I said yesterday sports would be canceled within two weeks, but the timeline is going way quicker. The big news is the NHL season has been suspended. They hope to resume in the near future, but I don't see that happening. So the Penguins don't play tonight at Columbus. I guess the NHL lost faith in that concept of six feet between the players and the media. Uh, As a result, I won't be at Archie's tonight to watch the game, which reminds me of the line from the movie Full Metal Jacket. Sir, does this mean Ann-Margaret won't be coming? I might just go to Archie's to eat wings and drink anyway if you'd like to join me. Uh, The ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, AAC, A-10, and WAC basketball tournaments have all been canceled. The Big East canceled their tournament at halftime of a game that was going on. There's a report that Duke and Kansas have already pulled out of the NCAA tournament. Duke has confirmed Kansas has not as of yet. Maybe March Madness will become May Madness. The ECAC and Hockey East tournaments are canceled. The PIAA State Basketball Playoffs have been postponed two weeks. The PGA is going to play, but without fans. NASCAR will race without fans. MLS and the USL, that's the Riverhounds League, have suspended play for 30 days. The Euro 2020 International Soccer Tournament will reportedly be pushed back or moved to 2021. The U.S. men's and women's national soccer teams have canceled exhibition games. MLB is suspending spring training and reportedly pushing back the start of the regular season. The KISS Tour is reportedly postponed. New York has shut down Broadway. The XFL is going to play, but in front of empty stadiums. If this was 1984, the All-Valley Karate Championships would be canceled. If this was 1980, there would be no miracle. Uh, So that's the uh, scoreboard, what's on and what's not. Now, let's be realistic about a few things. I believe everything that's suspended or postponed is going to be canceled. The long shot is, if I can use the National Hockey League as an example, the long shot is that the NHL has a playoff in like June or whenever, uh, maybe July, that involves all 31 teams, and you got best of three series for most of it. And that is a very long shot. Uh, If you want to do the playoff more traditionally, but you want to account for the season being cut short, maybe instead of eight teams in each conference, nine or ten teams make it in each conference, and you have pigtail games to get down to eight in each conference, seven versus ten, eight versus nine, kind of like they do with the wild card game in Major League Baseball. The NHL has asked teams 
to assure arena availability through the end of July. But I believe that's wishful thinking. I believe that sports, as we know it, won't come back till at least 2021. And maybe not even then. And maybe not as we know it. Uh, I want to see what the NFL does. The NFL is not on the clock right now. Uh, you can do the draft without the fans in Vegas. You can cancel the offseason workouts because you never really needed them in the first place. But the NFL thinks it's bigger than some disease. And I mean that very sincerely. The NFL thinks it is king excrement. And uh, when the NFL starts canceling stuff, build an arc because it's going to rain. And if Vegas shuts down, Vegas in general, it will be absolute Armageddon. Vegas never shuts down. I'll give you a couple examples of that a little later in the show. But if Vegas shuts down, this is the end. My only friend, the end. Uh, When the athletes and famous people started getting it, everything changed. Uh, Tom Hanks and his wife, those two guys from the Jazz, the one guy, Rudy Gobert, was apparently joking about having it and was carelessly touching people, and it turns out he did have it. When the athletes get it, then you just can't play the games You can't have the disease spread on the field or on the rink or on the court. That's if you believe that coronavirus is potentially incredibly serious, like a biblical plague. I'll defer to the medical experts on that one, but to me, it still seems like overreaction. But we'll never know because you have to assume the worst and react accordingly. So moving forward, I'm honestly not sure what to talk about. If you'd like to pitch in, the number is 412-333-WXDX, or you can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. I hate this. Personally, I hate that Liverpool FC season has been diluted and maybe ruined. As of right now, English football will go on this weekend, but I can't imagine that'll hold. And there's a report out there circulating that if the league is canceled, there'll be no champion. Uh, They'll just pick up the European qualifiers from the year before. There'll be no uh, promotional relegation based on this year. They'll just act like the season never happened and basically start over uh, next season. After going 27-1-1 and being eight games up with 10 games left to be denied the championship through the most extraordinary of reasons, uh, I would absolutely cry. I'm close to doing it just talking about it. I've waited 30 years for this. And if you think it's funny and you give me a hard time about that in person, then I will punch you in the mouth. And I'll take whatever lawsuit and or a police action comes because this is just the worst for me. Uh, I hate that this is being used for political currency. I hate that people are saying that sports aren't that important. People in my profession are saying that, that sports aren't that important. Listen, if you do what I do and think sports aren't important, you are in the wrong job. If you're listening now and think that sports aren't that important, switch the station to NPR or some crap and GFY on your way out the door because I believe sports are important. It goes back to what I've said often. 
if somebody is in this profession and he's married with kids, that person will never be better than me, never beat me. And if that makes me a one-trick pony, at least I'm unbeatable at that trick. So far for 24 glorious years. Maybe not now with no sports to talk about. I might switch over to music myself at some point. So uh, what do we do now? I guess we sit home and watch sports movies or porn. Uh, some people are happy because now they think Jake Gensel will be back for the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs in 2022. Some of you are expecting a quick turnaround from this as far as sports are concerned, and I just don't see it. Warmer weather usually retards a virus, but how can we be sure that applies to this one? And by the way, what the frig am I doing at work? I got back from a cruise a couple weeks ago. I could be patient zero in Pittsburgh, which has no cases yet, I believe. Right now I feel okay, but I could easily talk myself into having it. This is unprecedented. It kind of reminds me of now another report says Kansas has officially pulled out of NCAAs. It's moot because uh, when push comes to shove, there won't be any NCAAs. It'll be canceled like everything else. Uh, this reminds me of when Magic Johnson was HIV positive and there was a panic even though it can't be transmitted like this coronavirus, although fear and ignorance kind of dictated otherwise at the time. Of course, leave it to the injury-prone former Penguin, Bo Bennett, to give us a laugh in light of all this. He tweeted today, Guys, please pray for me. I'm perfectly fine right now, but you know the story. Hashtag Bubble Boy. And later, Bo noted that he has the same jersey number as COVID. They're both 19. Uh, Norm MacDonald is calling the coronavirus THD, Tom Hanks disease. So that's what we got, 412-333-9939. Assuming this show progresses past today, which it will, and assuming there's no sports to talk about, I don't know what to do. I will probably do Ask Mark Anything for one segment every hour. I may even tape the first hour and replay it as the last hour. I've often believed I could do that and get away with it that nobody would notice. So there's lots of options, and none of them involve me working a lot harder because if there's no sports, there's no sports talk. But uh, I will continue to do the best I can. Maybe we'll have uh, classic rock talk or sports movie talk. or Oh, I posted this today on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. Uh, we talk about playing sports in empty arenas. Wrestling has occasionally had an empty arena match. So I posted the video of the two most famous, 1981 in Memphis, Terry Funk against Jerry the King Lawler, and then 1999 at halftime of Super Bowl 33, uh, The Rock versus Mankind, a.k.a. Dwayne Johnson versus Mick Foley. Uh, you may remember a couple years ago in the playoffs when Henry Glenquist got hit in the eye, and I played a tape of somebody saying, my eye, I can't see, doctor, doctor. That was uh, Terry Funk from that 1981 Empty Arena match. Just to give a little uh, background and perspective. 
333-9939. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you in a minute what ESPN's going to do. Think about that. ESPN, with all those networks dedicated to sports, what the heck do they do? I'll tell you just around the corner on 105.9. And we got Metzger talking hockey at 3.30 and Yoey talking hockey at 4.30, except there is no hockey. But we'll think of something. If we're just tuning in, the NHL has suspended the season. They hope to return shortly. Yeah, okay. Let me know how that turns out. 105.90X. says it's on hold for the NCAA tournament. There was a report they had pulled out along with Duke. But now it's definite that Kansas has suspended all its sports. That would preclude the men's basketball team from going to NCAAs. And anyway, NCAAs will either be canceled or become perhaps May Madness. Uh, MLB says its season is going to be pushed back at least two weeks, maybe longer. I'm getting stick on Twitter because I thought we overreacted to this initially. Well, guess what? I still do think that. But this is a sports talk show, not meet the press. If there's a perception problem, I am not part of that. What? You listen to me about this? If you did and you think harm's been done, then you got what you deserve. The big thing is what Tom Morello thinks. The guitar player from Rage Against the Machine and all the Hollywood celebrities. If anyone can fix this, it's Hollywood. They're closing the buffets in Vegas. That's some serious stuff right there. If they shut down the gambling, it's the apocalypse. Remember that terrible shooting at that concert a couple years ago? The guy who shot at a concert that was outdoors from the window of Mandalay Bay, one of the guest rooms? Well, after that, They had the gambling going again at Mandalay Bay inside of 12 hours. You don't mess with the drop. Uh, Oh, here's what ESPN's going to do. It's going to be sports center around the clock on ESPN. I assume a lot of that will be taped and repeated. On ESPN News, they're going to simulcast ESPN Radio. And on ESPN 2, they're going to simulcast one or the other. We got Brian Metzer talking about hockey, specifically the future of the NHL in just a few moments. Right now, let's go to uh, Ross in West End. Ross, ask Mark any. Uh, don't you're on the air? Hey man, what up? Hey, I was just thinking about it. And you know who's reaping all the rewards from the coronavirus is the video game industry in particular. Everybody's staying at home, and all the kids off school. Probably well, um, I think the people who who are addicted to video games probably play them too much, whether they, you know, whether it's the coronavirus affecting sports or not. I, I really don't think that the video game manufacturers or whatever that goofy, worthless, organized for money crap they do, esports, I, I just, you know, if it does benefit more power to them, it won't reap any benefit for me because I think that stuff sucks. I think the people who play it suck. Let's go to Tom. At the airport, Tom. You're on with Mark. Hi, Mr. Madden. Hi, Tom. Hey, a uh, quick question for you. With uh, Major League Baseball, potentially, you know, they could play games with no fans just to keep their season going. How do you think uh, Mr. Nutting will take that? Will he finally unload his team? 
No, why would he unload the team? This is just this is just the they're they're hitting pause. It's not like MLB is going to be canceled forever. Even if you know this is a rough season, you know because they stink and people don't trust the team and it starts late and they get less home games. You know, it just they'll regroup. Baseball will regroup. All these sports will regroup. I'm not not sure how soon. But why would you think just a little hiccup like this? And that's all it will turn out to be in the long run is a little hiccup. I mean, even if you cancel a whole year, in the grand scheme, what's the big deal? Unless you lead the Premier League by eight games with nine to go. But, uh, you know, why would he sell the team because of this? I would say potentially if they were to play the season with no fans in attendance just to keep the season going. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that. Maybe it'll turn out that way. But right now, they have spring training on hold. The start of the season has been pushed back for two weeks. Let's go to Butthead in the car. This should be good. Butthead, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Let's say that the NHL season does resume, say, like May or June, and the Stanley Cup final probably might not be until late summer. Isn't that going to screw everything up for preparation of scheduling for next NHL season? No, like why? They won't be able to. De- why would it well, screw things I'm up? Just thinking- well, as far as, like, in terms of, like, how normally the hockey season starts in October, but they still got to let all the players, like, recuperate from this season and this. And next what, what about might not they're even... going to get some time off right now? It, it'll be unusual, but, you know, if everybody wants paid, they'll have to live with something being unusual, won't they? Yeah, I just didn't know, like, so they'll probably just start next season like normal, but free. No, agency, I think they'll probably push back. Well, you see, you're assuming this season's going to resume, and I don't think it will. I think it's going to be canceled because I don't think the country is yet equipped to straighten out this coronavirus problem with any degree of uh, of quickness. So uh, I think it'll cancel the season and just start next season as usual. Now, if they well, do, if they do have a playoff in the summer. I think they might push the start of this next season back to, say, November and maybe shorten it a little one time. Kind of like have, like, a short season, like, with the uh, – kind of like with um, a couple seasons ago whenever hockey didn't start till March because of the strike. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, something like that, but not as dramatic. I think they'll have a shortened season this year if they have it at all, a shortened playoff and then a short year next year, and then by 2022-23, uh, uh, they'd be back to you know, 82 games. Like I said, this is going to have uh, ramifications that last a lot longer than I think a, a lot of people suspect. Okay, up next, we'll talk hockey and the NHL situation with Brian Metro of the Penguins Radio Network, right here on the X. 105.9. I'm joined now to talk hockey as much as we can right now anyway, by Brian Metzger, the Penguins Radio Network. Metz, uh, do you believe this is a pause in the season, as the NHL puts it, or will the uh, NHL season ultimately be canceled? I think it, it's going to be determined by how things play out in the coming weeks here, Mads. I mean, when you look at this scenario, if you start to see cases pop up here in our region, which we've in Pittsburgh anyway, I mean, I know it's going to be dependent on the entire league, but we haven't seen anything here in Pittsburgh or in Allegheny County, so it's not like one team can move forward and others can't. So if you continue to see this pop up in areas that the NHL plays or that all these leagues play, I think you'll see them consider 
stopping the season and just kind of picking up next year with the new one. That won't play very well with fans and or teams, I would think, but it has to be a consideration. If you are concerned enough to postpone your season, I would imagine you're concerned enough to cancel your season if the medical situation starts to require it. I kind of think that if you can get a handle on everything here in the next you know, three to four weeks, maybe you see a comeback in early April. There's some talk about that. I know Elliot Friedman talked about it on the NHL Network today, saying that maybe they come back early April with a condensed schedule, get into the playoffs, etc. But that's all to be determined here. Did the NHL pause because they believed the virus could infect the league or because the NBA hit pause first? Because no NHL player has been diagnosed with the virus. And once the NBA, you know, put their season on hold, boy, the dominoes sure fell, didn't they? They really did, Mark. I mean, when you look at this scenario over the last 48 hours, we went from zero to 60 here in, in a heartbeat. And yesterday was one of those days where it really just ramped up in, in hours. I mean, it started, you know, with one situation, all leagues still playing. Then the thing happened in the NBA. They, can't, they postponed their season. NHL immediately makes an announcement. Uh, I, I feel like that was a determining factor for the NHL's decision just based on shared buildings, the fact that they were concerned knowing that uh, the NBA team had been in multiple buildings that their teams had been in, and they were sharing locker rooms and doing all that kind of thing. And while no NHL players tested positive at this point, it ended up being a concern for them, and it would have been terrible PR if they didn't make this decision and had a player pop up as a positive test by the end of the week, and then they had to make the call then. So I think it's it's a prudent call on their part, but I do believe it came solely based on what happened with the NBA just last night. Will they play hockey in August if it comes to that, and will people watch? Uh, it's kind of a, a downtime in, in sports, if you think about it, at least here. I mean, the Pirates will be well out of it by then, I have to imagine, if they're even playing because they've delayed their season at this point, too. I see Major League Baseball announced at least a two-week delay in their season. But if no one else is playing yet, I don't know that they will. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I think fans would certainly come out. They, they are, would be extra hungry for it. I already see people calling for the silver lining of, well, boy, if they have this delay, maybe Jake Gensel could get back into the mix here, which is good news for the Penguins. So I think if he were to come back, you would have the excitement of the Penguins being rested and refreshed. I know the entire league would be but they would have some renewed life based on where they were here in the last couple of weeks. So I think fans would certainly come out. I just think you run into some challenges with trying to keep the ice the way you need it in an August arena. We've already seen towards the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs year in and year out that the ice gets to be a little bit shoddy depending on the market. So I think all that has to be considered. And maybe you see something kind of zany where they find some areas that have better ice and they play the games there. I don't think that will happen. That's just uh, kind of talking out of my backside. But uh, that would be something I wouldn't be surprised if they kicked that around based on the availability of good sheets of ice for them to play hockey on. Well, I think you're onto something there, Mets. We could see, to my mind, an abbreviated playoff uh, with maybe more than 16 teams involved because, you know, you don't want to you know, just cut the season off now and the teams that are two points out don't get a chance. Maybe 10 teams in each conference, maybe, maybe even all 31, and you start off with shorter series, best of three. That would certainly be an interesting way to do it, and who knows? Maybe that's the kind of thing that would allow them to make some long-term changes. We've always had this debate year in and year out about how the, 
the playoffs have been situated in terms of format, the teams making it. People don't like how wild cards are determined. They don't like the top three in each division getting in. So this gives them a little bit of a chance to experiment. I was kind of intrigued, and I didn't see this myself, but I got a couple of tweets to the effect today that they were discussing on the NHL network that when they would resume, possibly in, at some point in early April, you you cut the season down to maybe 76, so there'd be roughly six games more to be played for each team because if you look at the Penguins, they have 13 left, so they would chop a couple off of that. They'd finish that off. Then you would have some situation where I saw them talking about a 22-team playoff. Basically, teams that would be in a wild-card race would have a play-in playoff game to try and get themselves in. Right, right, kind of uh, so like the are- MLB wild-card round. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it seems like they're discussing. And I think that's kind of some of the stuff that might have been discussed on the call today. And they're probably working through all of that, which is why we really got nothing more in terms of news other than we are going to postpone this NHL season and we look forward to getting back whenever it's prudent to do so. And then when they do return, there probably will be a little bit of an experimental approach towards getting the teams into the postseason and then maybe doing like you just said, which I think would be kind of fun. If you had three games and you knew that they were that, it it, it raises the importance on those games for those teams involved. Maybe we get some good hockey out of it. It could be a fun thing to look at and it might give us some new things to experiment with moving into the future. We're talking to Brian Metzger. He's the intermission and postgame host for the Penguins Radio Network. Uh, uh, talking about, you know, uh, the recent games that the Penguins played, did that win over New Jersey get the Penguins back on track, Metzger? Was it a blah win over a pretty bad team? Uh, I think some of the things that occurred during the game gave me some hope. I love the way that they killed the five-on-three to bail out Chris Letang. I mean, obviously that was a bad penalty to put them down two men in that spot. I thought Gino was outstanding in the game. He pretty much took it over. And to see him do that, even whenever the Devils clawed themselves back a little bit, I think it was you know a 3-1 game becomes 3-2, then Gino extends the lead. Those kinds of things reminded me of, of what the Penguins had done in the past when they started to get their backs pressed against the wall a little bit. They would answer the bell. They'd be throwing themselves in front of shots to block them like they did. Those penalty killers were just great to watch. It was a lot of fun. And they only had six total block shots in the entire game, three of them came on that penalty kill. I thought Matt Murray acquitted himself pretty well during that kill because I'm with you. I heard you talking about it a little bit yesterday that the, the first goal in particular oh. wasn't very impressive. So that, that left me wanting a little. I didn't care for his performance on that, on that play. But overall, they did what they needed to do as a team to get a big points in the standings against a team that they needed to do that against. And the reason I say it that way is, just a couple weeks back, they should have decimated those teams on the West Coast, and instead they rolled over a little bit. They did what they needed to do against the Devils to sort of stay on track. Hopefully that's the case when they do resume. Um, let, let's stay with that first goal, Murray, a lot, because it almost looked like it went right through his glove. It should have been yeah. an easy save. And I want him to start playing like a number one goalie. I believe it was predetermined that Sullivan was always going to go back to him, and that's okay. I understand the reasoning behind that. But you just got to get better play out the guy, don't you? You definitely do. I'm completely with you in that assessment. It's it's pretty obvious uh, when you look at the opponents he's used him against throughout the course of the season, and then especially recently where he's kind of just thrown him back out there that he wants him to be the man. And you, you want him to start playing like he's the man again. So for me, that's a goal that he needs to make a save on. He got the glove in position, and it almost looked like the bottom lip of his glove almost bent back and it, it was coming in so hard, but he tried to snap his glove shut so quickly, which is something I think he's had trouble with. He's, and I don't know where you fall on this, Mark, but 
he's done a better job of getting the glove in position than he did in the past when people yes. were really hammering him for it. Yes, he's, he's, he's getting his glove up and in front as opposed to having it like yeah. even with his head. Yeah, and he but he can't close it on on the puck, and it deflects out a lot. In this case, it deflected down and behind him and goes into the net. So if I'm a goaltending coach in Pittsburgh, or if I'm anybody that works with him, the offseason plan with Matt Murray, and I'm looking a little ahead here, is, hey, buddy, I don't care if you're like we used to do as kids, standing in front of a wall with a tennis ball and your catching glove, throw and catch, throw and catch over and over and over again, or have somebody shoot at it because he's getting better, but it's still not where it needs to be. And that's a goal that could have really bitten him in the backside if this were a different situation or a different opponent. Luckily for them, it didn't because it was a huge two points. Uh, what was your take on Latang's slash to put the Penguins down two men uh, while nursing a 2-1 lead early in the third? Uh, no harm done. In fact, it might have inadvertently provided the game's turning point, but you just can't do that. No, you can't, and uh, it's something that – Definitely had me shaking my head. I know pretty much everybody in the city was shaking their head. But it's sadly what we've come to expect at times from Chris Letang. He, he has done that for years. It's who he is. Uh, I just right away thought back to 2012 against the Flyers in the playoffs where he's trying to recreate the shush. He's taking bad penalties. He's doing all this craziness. And opponents that slash and hook and hold and kind of go at him tend to bring out the worst in Chris Letang. And that does happen with Evgeny Malkin from time to time. I know he's cleaned it up a little bit, but both of those guys still uh, tend to do that. Letang's done it a little more as of late. Sully and company have to rein that in a little bit. You can't have that happen in the playoffs. That could have been a back-breaking situation going down five on three. Luckily, as you said, it did provide a turning point in the game. Those guys did a great job killing it and bailing him out but it's something you don't like to see. And it was just a selfish penalty in a retaliatory way to come back at a guy like that with a slash. And God forbid he would have hurt somebody. It would have been even worse because they would have really been attacking Chris Letang as being dirty and all this kind of crap. But I, I do not buy into any of the, the hype in the city over the last 24 hours about stripping the A and all of this kind of thing. It's a Letang-esque play that we've seen for years. You just got to work with him to get back to getting over the line a little bit to the good side of that because he's kind of slipping into the wrong side of the line and it's hurting the team. Uh, let's get back to the pause in the season. What's your best guess on how this winds up? Because I was just thinking out loud. Uh, the players are not going to practice uh, during this pause. So when they come back, will they need you know a, a miniature training camp at least a week again? And if you add another week in, will you get to the point where it's almost impossible to get this started again. It really dilutes the product, doesn't it? I mean, you get into a situation where you're going to have rusty players. You open them up to injury if they don't have the, the uh, kind of condensed training camp. And it kind of reminds me, and it won't be as, as much of, we hope it's not going to be a, an extended layoff like the lockout back in, in 2012, I believe it was, was the year that that happened. Or was it 13, 2013, I think. Whenever they, they didn't start till January, they still gave them a week to 10 days to have the training camp. I remember driving down to uh, you know, Washington County to the old practice complex, going through a training camp. Those guys had sort of condensed drills. They went through everything a little bit quicker than normal, but it still gave them a chance to get their legs going, kind of work through what you would do in a training camp. Because if you don't give them a little bit of time to get themselves ready to play, I, I do think it's going to be a diluted product. And then that starts to affect what you talked about. 
Will fans watch? Will fans care? Maybe not in every market because they'll be disappointed with what they're seeing. And God forbid a superstar gets hurt because he goes out and his legs are tight and he's not loose and he maybe gets a a season-ending muscle injury one game into the mini-season that's going to be thrown back together. So I think that all comes into, into consideration. And a tiny part of me still, I guess I have two thoughts on it. We're either going to start again in like three weeks or there's a chance that they just cancel this and we, we kick it off with a start next September again with training camp. Yeah, I, I think that's ultimately what happens. Although I think they'd hate to leave a hole in the lineage like they already left with the with the work stoppage back in oh five. I just Yeah. I just I, I I just I don't think this problem's gonna be solved, the coronavirus, as quickly as they would hope to get it restarted, and that ultimately Maybe what decides. Mets, uh, great stuff as always. We'll talk again soon. I just have no idea about what. Well, you know what, Mads? This is our chance to get out to a concert or something with our newfound freedom, assuming concerts happen. Well, funny you mentioned that. Uh, I mentioned uh, a moment ago that Kiss has postponed their tour, and now Leonard Skinner has too. Oh, man. I think that's. I, I have a bunch of tickets on the fridge for later this summer, and we were talking about it at home last night, Mark. I have a bad, bad feeling about this. That's Brian Metzer. I'm Mark Madden, 105.90X. Uh, I mentioned uh, earlier that Kiss and Leonard Skinner have postponed their tour dates. All acts touring under Live Nation, which is a subsidiary of Ticketmaster, I believe, all those acts have postponed their live dates until April. Um, Fast and Furious 9 has postponed its premiere until April of 2021. That's starring John Cena of WWE fame. Well, that's a long postponement. I hope they don't know something that uh, we don't. Yikes. Uh, oh, I reported last week that James Harrison, the former Steeler, was training to be a pro wrestler. That's not exactly true, but it turns out he's going to be an actor in a Star's original series about pro wrestling called Heels. So uh, I look forward very pointedly to not watching that. And uh, Rob Gronkowski has indeed signed with WWE. WWE is adamant about not postponing its dates. They still got the uh, Friday SmackDown scheduled in Detroit and Monday Raw scheduled here, and no word on WrestleMania next month yet. I don't see how they can't cancel it, but if anybody wouldn't cancel it, it's Vince McMahon. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Uh, what's your take on the NHL's future? Will they resume this season at some point? Would you watch hockey if they play it in July and August? Will they come up with a different playoff format? Or will they just knock it on the head, call it a year, and pick it up next season with everybody at zero and zero? Your thoughts, dialing 412-333-9939. Everybody thinks Jake's going to be back for the playoffs now, but uh, my opinion... Ain't going to be no playoffs. All this crap ain't postponed. It is canceled. Uh, However, in just 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you about some 
things that each league could do, major pro sports league in America, if they do their current season. That's 30 seconds away on 105.9 X. It's Abby.